Welcome to Music Forever, a podcast by the New Horizons International Music Association. I am Irene Cohen. Carol and Alex Newbird are retired educators from Northampton, Massachusetts. They became musically active in retirement when they joined the New Horizons Band of Northern New York in Potsdam. After several years, they moved to Northampton, Massachusetts, where they started the Pioneer Village New Horizons Band at the Northampton Community Music Center. Carol joined the NEMA Board of Directors in 2020 and assisted in building NEMA's new format, which includes virtual programming, broader communication among members and educators, and an interactive website. She was the NEMA Events Committee Chair for two years. The interview took place at the Snow Pond New England Adult Music Camp in August 2023. Carol and Alex explain how the New Horizons music mantra, Your Best is Good Enough, works so well for them and their band members. Welcome, Carol and Alex. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit how music came into your life. Well, from very early times um, in my family, it was really informal. I can remember my mom always singing me a song before I went to sleep at night, and my grandfather played the ukulele and would sit around and sing. And my father had a guitar that had like a metal bar that you slid on the strings, and I would sit on his lap with the guitar in front of us when I was little, and he would put his hand over mine and would slide the bar on the guitar, and it just seemed like a natural thing to do. As a kid, I remember um, singing in, in the car a lot as we would travel filled the time. Uh, last night, for example, when I saw the sun setting, it reminded of him that we used to sing as a, as a family and going across New York State especially. Okay, growing up in the church, of course, hymns in, in the church were part of my background as well. Um, I remember um, in elementary school, they wanted to get us started playing instruments, and I remember being given an instrument called a tonette, which is like a little plastic recorder, and I remember having to play a a duet with another kid and I in front of our sixth grade class, and it was kind of terrifying to play this duet. So, I mean, but that was my beginning of music. Those are both very <laughs> sweet memories. So it doesn't sound like, oh, well, my grandma said I had to play the piano and I didn't want to. <laughs> These are very sweet memories. They well, were I have a not-so-sweet one. Oh, okay. go ahead. Well, because I did take piano lessons as a kid, and for 10 years, actually, and... Almost anything my teacher gave me, I could play with my right hand or my left hand, but never together, and it was not sweet. <laughs> what happened? What would she say? Well, the first teacher I had would rap me on the knuckles with, my, with her pencil. The others, I think, just thought, okay, she only has 10 more minutes left at her lesson. When my aunt would come to visit, though, she would always play the piano. I remember standing around the piano in our house playing uh, I guess it was Victor Herbert songs and uh, maybe some Leroy Anderson syncopated clock, for example. And that was just kind of fun. So in essence, you started as sort of a vocalist at the back of the car, singing well, songs yeah. and in church. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, not yeah. instrumental music. Oh, yeah. my dad played violin a little bit. And that kind of stuff. Do you still sing? I do from time to time, yeah. I was in, in a chorus last, uh, last winter. So then the time came that you wanted to choose an instrument at some point in your life. When did that happen for you? 
I remember in seventh grade, though, being given a clarinet and say, you will be the clarinet player. But um, that wasn't especially um, good experience. And I, I was in the band just for one year, and, and then that was it. But then after um, after college, and when he moved to Northern New York State, I sang in a community chorus for a very long time. But I always thought playing the trumpet would be cool. Um, but that was never offered to me, so I didn't think about it. But then one day in Canton, where we were living, we saw in the newspaper an advertisement for the formation of a new band called the New Horizons Band. I was wondering what that would be all about. So I talked to Carol about it, and we showed up at the, at the town. The local music store had a, um, a series of instruments that you could try. So I tried a trumpet, and I thought, hmm, that might work for me. Yeah, so I just went along to support him because I had just six months before purchase a hammer dulcimer, which I had always wanted. And so that was my instrument. I knew so little about bands that I went to this, this sign up with Alex and it looked like everybody's going to have a great time and I was going to be left out. So I was naive enough to ask the uh, music person there if I could play my hammer dulcimer in the band. And he sort of looked at me and said, well, no, we don't actually have those instruments in the band. So I went back and sat down, and then I thought, nope, he's going to have a lot of fun, and I'm going to be left out. So I asked the people from the music store for a suggestion, and they said, oh, if your husband is playing trumpet, that's B-flat. You should play clarinet. So that's how I got to pick the most perfect instrument in the band without even knowing ahead of time. Well, there you go. How is that possible? The most perfect it instrument is in the band. But saying instrument was B-flat didn't mean a whole lot to me. That It means a little more to me now. <laughs> that's so funny. Now... Before you retired, you had a life. Yes. I worked at the public school. It started out as a special education teacher and then moved into administration. And I taught high school for several years, and then I um, went into college teaching. It was a very satisfying job. So I did that for 24 years, teaching physics. Yeah. Any any sort of involvement with music at that time besides sort of the few things that you mentioned? Only the local um, choruses, community mm -hmm. chorus, and so on. That was it. Well... That was it for us personally, as individuals, but we had three daughters who were all very involved in music. So we went to many recitals, oversaw many practice sessions. The rule was you can practice your instrument or you can help clean up after supper, do the dishes. So a lot of practicing. <laughs> and what did they play or do they play? Um, the youngest one was a trumpeter. Um, and she and Alex played duets once in a while now, which is really fun. Yeah, that's fun. Um, the middle one started out playing the horn, French horn, but she got braces and couldn't continue that. So she switched to sax, alto sax. And the oldest one played some violin, trombone, but she was mostly a pianist mm -hmm. and then what also played the organ. And the Greb kids, are they starting something? Or? The oldest one took guitar lessons. The others have not been particularly... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what the influence of your music making has had on their lives. Well, I would say they're very supportive. Yes. Our daughters and our, our grandchildren. When we first started this idea from the music that, man, guy that we could play duets together didn't take into consideration the trumpet is somewhat louder than the clarinet. As it should be with us. But we, we practiced either. Our first piece we learned to play together was Hot Cross Buns which we videoed and sent to our daughters and said, it's payback time. So here you are in northern New York, and you joined the New Horizons band. Right. So tell us more about that. How did you start? What level did you start? Hmm. What level do we start? So after this, it was decided I'd play the clarinet. I was so excited. We stopped at the music store on the way home so I could rep my clarinet. Alex was using our daughter's trumpet. 
And I got home and opened it up to discover it comes in five pieces and I didn't know how to put it together. That's where we started. But so did most of the people in the band. Interestingly, um, some had played as, you know, in high school or something, but there were a lot of people who were just beginning. And it was it was a good place to start. If there weren't that many beginners, I think we would have been overwhelmed by the whole band experience. So yeah, we fit right in, we felt with beginners. Tell us a little bit about that particular band. It, is it called a Northern New York New Horizons Band? New Horizons Band of Northern New York. Okay. Right. We were sponsored by the local music school, the Crane School of Music, and they were just wonderful. I remember at 8 o'clock in the morning, Monday mornings, their students who were going out to do student teaching gave us sectional lessons. And I know that was tough for them to get up, but that was part of their, their curriculum as well. But that was really a good start. And then uh, we could use our facilities, music rooms, and that kind of stuff. So that was good. And it was a wonderful atmosphere to be in because you walked into this, you know, the practice area of the music school and there was music everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that about music schools too. Yeah. I love that about camp. You hear sounds coming from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a very lovely yeah. atmosphere. And so how long were you in that band? We were there five years, six years before we moved. And so then you moved to Northampton. Well, so we immediately joined the community band, mm-hmm. which was the only thing available to us at that point which was a big stretch. Um, it still is a stretch. It still is a stretch. We're still in it almost, t- well, nine years later. But it's different. You know, a community band, a lot of the people in it work during the day. They come in, they practice, and they leave. And there's not that, there's just not that kind of support like you get in New Horizons. Mm-hmm. So after a year, we went to the um, local music center, which mostly gave lessons for children. And we said, let us tell you about New Horizons we're wondering if this is something we could start here, use your facility, that kind of thing. And it just happened that director had been at some kind of a director's gathering where this had been discussed. You said your timing is perfect. So, <laughs> And so that's how, that was in, it was when we went home from camp that year. So it was early September and by January, everything was in place and, and it started. Fantastic. You called it the Pioneer Valley New Horizons Band. Right. Is, is that the name of the area? Right, so it includes like Northampton, Amherst, many little towns around. The Connecticut River Valley, so it's mm-hmm. Springfield. So when you started, how many people were you able to attract? Right at the beginning, we had about 19 people, and we're up to 35 now. And the instrumentation was really put spread, which is very nice. Yes. It was. Yeah, that worked out really well. We were lucky. And we had a couple of people who had were very good on an instrument, mm-hmm. who wanted to learn a different instrument. This seemed like a safe place to do that. Yeah, exactly. So you have done this now for how many years with this band? Um, we're going into our eighth year. And are you having beginners, intermediate, advanced levels, or how does this go? Are you still just one band? We're still one band, mm-hmm. um, but we have sectionals. And the band music we play is really varied. So some is very easy, but our director keeps saying, if this seems easy to you, now is when you practice playing music. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about the notes. You know, think about the dynamics. Think about your tone. Think about blend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even if it's easy, in quotes, it has things to challenge you. And as our band grows, I think we need to think about maybe different levels just so beginners yeah. don't feel overwhelmed and more experienced people don't, don't get bored. The music center also, you can get private lessons there. And I would say the majority of people who have joined the band have chosen to also do private lessons. Right. So that gives them a little bit of support if they're yep. slightly diff- more difficult people. But there's also the sectionals every week. So right. we, the band meets for two hours on Tuesdays and on Thursdays there's sectionals for an hour.
What, what has New Horizons meant to you? It reshaped our uh, retirement. I have no idea what we would have been doing if we weren't doing this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is very addictive. It really is, yeah. I met some people, what, a couple of days ago, and, and um, I mentioned New Horizons. They were from, from Rochester, and their face just broke into big smiles. They had no, no clue. Oh, we sing in New Horizons chorus or whatever. It was like this instant connection. It was really fun to see that. Yeah, yeah it is. It, in terms of socializing, do you have events outside of your, your band get-togethers? Right before COVID um, hit and everything closed down, so it was near the end of February, we actually went to New Hampshire to visit a New Horizons band there. They put on a potluck for us in one of their homes, and then we had a rehearsal together. Mm -hmm. And supposedly, the, a couple months later, they were going to come to us, but within a week, everything was closed, and we couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But our New Horizons band in Potsdam, we had an interaction with the Ottawa band, and that was really nice. Several times there was an interchange. They would come over, we'd have potluck, and then go back to Ottawa. Yeah. That was really nice. Because really, when you live in Potsdam, you just about live in Canada. We do, That's for true. sure. Oh, yeah. Sort of sure. right on the border. Sure. So that is lovely. There is a different flavor to New Horizons music camps. I, I think it has to do with it's just okay if you can't play this music. And it's just okay if you remember two of the three flats. It would be nice if you improved that, but it's okay to try and really stretch yourself, and you get a lot of support for that. But also at New Rises camp, there's often some some theory classes and you know, that kind of thing. It, that's mm -hmm. special too. I mean, it's, that's helpful mm -hmm. to learn some basic things we have, mm -hmm. or how to how to get uh, how to read uh, timing better or practice techniques, kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, I I think also it is incredible to to know that there are people from all over the place, yeah. you sit down with a piece of music in front of you and you play. Mm. It is the sort of language that we speak. Um, you, you may not even know the name of the person who sits next to you and you play music. Uh, it is a wonderful feeling. Every time I sit at a new sort of venue and we do this, I, I'm just amazed. I'm in awe that we do this together. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then at mealtime, you get to talk to these people yeah, last night I talked to this really interesting man from Prince Edward Island who for 32, 30 years was the inspector of potatoes and PEI. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really interesting people. Carol, at one point somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, how about you want to become a member of the board of directors of NEMA, which is the New Horizons International Music Association. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and your experience there. Well, it was an experience, all right. I was delighted because, as I said earlier, New Residence Music has changed our retirement. And so to be on the board and try to enhance that was really appealing. So I went on the board in January 1st of 2020, and everything crashed shortly thereafter. And really, NEMA had to remake itself. And a lot of that, well, you, Irene, were president of the board at the time, and the board had to make some big decisions. And how are we going to stay connected? That was really the biggest concern, I think, because New Rises bands bring people together. It's very connected. And here we were, were going into a situation we didn't know for how long that we would be separated. So how do we, how do we stay connected? So a lot of things happened, like all the virtual events, which now we're back together, but the virtual events are still really popular. And you know, hun literally hundreds of people sign up to go to the the um, offerings, which range from a one-time one, one -time thing and talk about architecture and sound, or 
whatever to a whole series about the Beatles or Klezmer music or whatever. It's just, it's been amazing how, how much more together we've been able to be using Zoom. Um, usually there's a breakout session and you get to meet with other people that are on the same Zoom meeting with you. And there, as you said, it's from all over the country. In fact, there was that one terrific one with the ukulele where there was a daughter in Australia and a mother in the United States and they took the same course. Yeah. I mean, that is just so cool. Yeah. So that was certainly, um, the board had to make decisions around that. NEMA has grown to the point where we really needed to update how we did data, how we handled finances, how we reach people like podcasts. And um, it, it was huge. Mm-hmm. It well, makes me also realize how much work needs to go on behind the scenes to put on a camp or anything else. There's a lot of dedicated, a lot of hours put in by other people. And I would like to thank Carol and Alex, because equally being in the same household as Carol during the <laughs> pandemic, for the immense amount of hours you put in, dedicated hours, to keep the organization going, but also to grow it, as you say. Uh, we took the pandemic as an opportunity to work on stuff because we had time. And I think it is fair to say that we succeeded. Um, right. And um, this, this, and at the same time, we have new friends. Um, you know, we're meeting at many different camps. Um, we're in touch. It is was for me being on the board was a, a splendid experience. And anyone who's interested to join this board, I would say uh, let us know. What advice would you give others? If somebody listens to this podcast, has never heard of New Horizons, thinks, I, I may just want to play a clarinet or whatever. What, what, what do they do? Because people have fear. And an instrument sort of is a, is a mystical, magical thing. I guess I would say it's, to me, it's becoming, we're thinking about it, a lifetime endeavor. You know, really kind of, you can keep growing with your instrument, but even if, it, no matter where you start, there's always supportive people around you with New Horizons. It's kind of interesting when I would tell some of my friends, where are you going the end of August? I'm going to band camp, and they just this huge band camp. What do adults do band camp? And let me tell you, you know that that was really fun. Yes, <laughs> their reaction. <laughs> and how many friends do we have who have then gone to band camp? Yeah, yeah it is impossible to explain for people who haven't been to a band camp how much fun it is to come to a yeah. band camp. And uh, but the inside when you show up, it's it's really magic, it really is. Yes, but this that same magic is also evident every week when you go to just you're playing old band rehearsal or orchestra rehearsal or whatever uh, New Horizons music program you're in. People, when you help somebody else do something, even if it's just leaning over to tell the trumpet player next to you which fingers to use, there's some kind of a bond that's formed. Yes. And whether you ever remember the fingering is sort of inconsequential to what you remember about the person next to you. And Absolutely. people are always very early for any rehearsals. Always people yeah. early for yeah. things. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> And I love the motto, you know, your best is good enough. Because when you mess up, somebody will say that to you. Your best is good enough. And next week, your best will be better. So you're right. It is hard to explain how magical New Horizons music is. Well, I think that that is a wonderful statement to end this uh, podcast with. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, go and go to class, because otherwise you're going to be late. I know. <laughs> no, we'll be glad to do that. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Thank you, Carol and Alex. I would like to thank Carol and Alex Newbert for doing this interview in August 2023. If you would like to find out more about the Pioneer Valley New Horizons band, 
please go to the website of the Northampton Community Music Center and look up adult programming. Music for this podcast by Mary Riddle, Swag On. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Music Forever. If you are interested to be interviewed for this podcast, please email us at nimapodcast at gmail.com. That is n-h-i-m-a podcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Thank you.